0: Parshas VaYechi. A the major theme of Parshas VaYechi is death. Yaakov's death later, Yosef's death. The, much of the parsha deals with Yaakov's final instructions to Yosef to his sons, his prophecies about their destinies, the brachos and the prophecies he made, and the instructions he gave to Yosef and to his sons, to after he would die that his remains should be moved out of. Adam of Mitrayim and brought to Eretz Canaan, brought to the land of Israel. Wow. A couple of times the Pasha mentions this. It's initially, right at the beginning, it says that he, he called Yosef, and he said, he said, promise me, I'll not take bread of Mitzrayim, do not bury me in Egypt, carry me back to my ancestors, my, 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 my fathers, carry me out of Mitzrayim, bury me back with them, and Yosef promised he would do that. Later, after he, he spoke to the rest of his sons, he said, I am going to die. Kivruosi <inaudible> Elavosai, bury me with my ancestors at the Maras Machpelah, in the Maras Machpelah. He goes, describes Maras Machpelah, Alplem <inaudible> Mamre, Be'aretz Kenan. That's where Avram and Sar is buried. That's where Yitzhak and Rivkar are buried. That's where I buried Leah. That's where I want to be buried. And sure enough, after after for the third time, we deal with Yaakov's burial, the, the actual event of his burial after Yaakov dies. Yosef requests a leave of absence from Pyro to go bury his father, as he promised. Pyro says, "Go." So they have the. They, they, it says it says that they bring. It says that they brought Yaakov's remains. The that, that they brought Yaakov's remains by Yisuo Soabana of Arzor Kinnan by Yasi Banavlo Kenkasher his sons did as he commanded. They carried him back to Eretz Canaan. They buried him in Ma'orah, Steah, Machpelah. And they did as he asked. They buried him in Eretz Canaan, not in Eretz Mitzrayim. Later, at the very end of the Parsha, Yosef, Yosef made Bnei Yisrael promise. He said, famous pasuk, God will remember you. Carry my remains out of here. That does not happen right away. That doesn't happen for hundreds of years until the Jews leave Mitzrayim. In, uh, in, in, in several past years later, but just like Yaakov wanted to be buried in eretz not in Mitzrayim, so too Yosef also asked that he not be buried, that eventually he be moved from Mitzrayim to Eretz-Kanah. Why did Yaakov and Yosef, the, the Mepharsham, focus primarily on Yaakov, why did Yaakov want to be buried in Eretz-Kanah, not in Eretz-Mitzrayim? The Madrashim, the Mefarshim offer a number of reasons. Some of the reasons focus on the negative, why Yaakov Dafka did not want to be buried in Mitzrayim. Some of the reasons focus on the positive, why he had a specific reason or reasons for wanting to be buried in Eretz Canaan. But the Midrashim, some brought by Rashi, other Mefarshim, offer a variety of reasons. The Rashi brings three reasons that are all in the Midrash. One was that the, the ground of Egypt would eventually turn into lice, the third of the ten plagues, Makkas kinim and that would somehow be unpleasant, they would be swarming all over his body. There's a general question we've discussed previously, what Chazal teach us about whether the mason can still feel pain after they're dead. Do they still have any connection to their body? Do they feel the, the pain, anything that goes on on the ground? This midrash at least seems to feel that either Yaakov thought it would be uncomfortable or that disgraceful, somehow, he didn't want to be buried in a place that turned into kinah. Another reason, those who die in Chutzlaretz have to suffer When God revives the dead, Tchiasa we'll discuss this in more detail soon. But there's a certain suffering that they experienced to have to roll through tunnels, underground passages, till they reach Eretz Yisrael. Third reason is he didn't want to be deified. He didn't want to be. He did not want to be made into an Avodah Zarah by the people in Mitzrayim. Yaakov was venerated, according to the Midrash. The famine stopped when he got there. The water, I think, rose uh, rose opposite him. So Yaakov was apparently, a, even in the depraved pagan land of Egypt, Yaakov was revered as a holy man. There was a concern. He was concerned that he would be deified. So, again, according to Rashi, the first and the third reason were specific objections to Mitzrayim, that he didn't want to be, want to be buried in a place that would suffer the plague of Kenim, which was Mitzrayim. He was afraid Mitzrayim would make him into an Avodah Sounds like particularly Mitzrayim. Uh, the, the middle reason, having to do with Tcheis HaMesim, is specific to Eretz Yisrael. All other lands outside Eretz Yisrael, all of Chutzlertz, the people who come back to life in Tcheis HaMesim, suffer more. So that was actually a positive reason for being wanting to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Canaan. all Bag. all Bag also offers three reasons for Yaakov's preference. Not not the same three as the Midrash, the Midrash that Rashi brings, but Al Bag says that... He says Yaakov wanted to be buried where his descendants would live. A, a person is remembered at the at the area of his grave, since he knew his children would live in Eretz Canaan, he wanted to be buried in Eretz Canaan, so he'd be so he'd be in the place where his descendants were. So he'd be remembered there. Second reason, he wanted to avoid Eretz Mitzrayim. He wanted to show that Eretz Mitzrayim were, were so degenerate. A person wanted he wanted to avoid any connection to Eretz Mitzrayim. Their menhugim were very bad. He wanted to show that a person should stay away from Rishayim even after death. Yaakov is mocked, but he wanted to make a demonstration. We stay away from Mitzrayim even after death. I don't want to be buried in Egypt. And the third reason he gives, he says, is because Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is very special. A person should try to be there while he lives. Even after he died, Yaakov wanted to be buried there, to certainly to inspire people to be there while they live. So again, they're all bag as well. His first and third reason are positive reasons for wanting to be in Eretz Canaan either because the land itself was holy and he wanted to make a point about that to his descendants or because because just pragmatically he knew that's where the Jews would live and he wanted to be buried there among them his middle reason was again was a negative, an objection to objection to Eretz Mitzrayim the Gemara and the Midrashim Chazal talk about this idea of Yaakov wanting to be buried in Eretz Canaan and not Mitzrayim in a number of places the Midrashim on the Parsha Barashas Rabbah the Gemara, Talmud Bavli and Iksuvos the Zohar the, the Gemara in Ksuvas occurs in the very end of the Masechta. The Gemara discusses at length over there. The that that is the main sugya about the, the praise of Eretz Yisrael. How wonderful it is to be in Eretz Yisrael. What a great mitzvah it is. What a great spiritual benefit for a person it is. Contrarywise, how bad it is to be in Chutzlartz. How terrible and how all the things we miss from being in Chutzlartz. So the Gemara goes on for several dafim there about how wonderful Eretz Yisrael is. In the course in the course of the Gemara, the Gemara has a, a discussion. For, uh, for a while about not just living in Eretz Yisrael, but dying and being buried in Eretz Yisrael as well. The Gemara brings a statement of Rav Anan, anyone buried in Eretz Yisrael, kilu ki cover Tachas Mizbech. It's as though he's buried under the Mizbech, meaning it's a good thing, meaning that if the person gets the Kapara, he's so close to the Mizbech, he gets Kapara. The Gemara makes a drasha, Mizbach Adama Tasili Hashem commands us to build a Mizbech out of Adama, out of earth. And it says, V'chipar Admaso Amo, in Hazinu it says the Adama will provide Kapara Further for his people, meaning that the that, that adama, the people buried the the, the 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 land, people buried in the land is like they're buried on them as back. The same word adama, it provides kapara. The goes on. It says Ula, Ula used to frequently travel to Eretz Yisrael, but he died. He died in Chutzlartz. They told Rabbi Elazar. They told Rabbi Lazar what happened. That it's very unfortunate. He he used to be in Eretz Yisrael often during his life, but now he died in Chutzlartz. They told him, "Poor uh, Ula, he said. Allah tmei a Thomas, you you are an example of the Pasik, You died in an impure land. That, that's unfortunate." They told him, "Rono ba," but they're bringing his remains to Eretz Yisrael. He said, "That's nice, but ainodome kolat tamechayim lekolat talakar Charmisa." It's not the same thing. Be, being uh, living in Eretz Yisrael is is, is better. It, it's still it doesn't compare living there, dying and being buried in Eretz Yisrael. But you died in Chutzlart." does not compare to, be, to, to actually living in Eretz Yisrael. From say, the Gemara implies it is good to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, but it's not, it's, not, it's not as good as actually living in Eretz Yisrael. So Ula got the next best thing, he got his remains moved to Eretz Yisrael, but it's not at all the same thing as actually living in Eretz Yisrael and having this chus of being in Eretz Yisrael while a person is alive. Then the Gemara, the Gemara discusses further the idea of being buried in Eretz Yisrael, being buried in Chutz The Gemara brings machlokus. Uh, it brings a statement: Masim shabuchutzlart. Those who die in chutzlart, enam chayim, they won't come back to life. The Gemara dashes Sukkim. Really, is that true? The Gemara says that can't be true. The Gemara says, Can it really be that the Tadikim? The certainly, they merit and Mesim, They're not going to come back to life if they're in chutzlart. The Gemara says, of course, they will. Rabbi meant something something else. He meant Ayei Gilgal. The Gemara explains: Mechilos nasslem Bakarka. The Gemara explains they will come back to life, but they're going to have to roll underground uh, all the way to get to Eretz Yisrael. Some of our kids might find that uh, a lot of fun, but the, the Gemara indicates that it is not so much fun having to roll to Eretz Yisrael through the for the process of chesem Mesim is unpleasant. Rashi on the parsha called it tsar gilgul mechilos, so the suffering, the pain of being ro- rolling through those tunnels. You can imagine Eretz Yisrael fighting in tunnels now. It, it can't be, a, maybe no one shooting at you in of Mason, but it can't be a whole lot of fun. And the, so that's what the Gemara says, that it's better to die in, in Eretz Yisrael, be buried in Eretz Yisrael, so you don't have to suffer this ordeal of rolling through the tunnels. The, 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 the Gemara says, the Gemara discusses Yaakov Avinu. It says that, it says that Yaakov said, for, Tanibik, for Yaakov asked to be buried, to be taken out of Egypt, and be, be buried in Eretz Canaan. Yaakov was a tzaddikomer, and certainly he was going to live in Chizma Mesim. But again, the answer is Shemale Yiskelim That 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 one that that one has to that one has to resort to the Michilos. Yaakov was worried he wouldn't, even if he deserved Chizma he wouldn't merit uh, to have these machilos. Same thing about Yosef. Yosef by Yash by Yosef. The end of the Pasha, yeah, he made them promise to carry him uh, Adam Mitzrayim. Again, Yosef was a tzaddik. He certainly was going to experience Chesemason, but he was worried. He, he asked him to carry him 400 parsa. Shemuel he was worried that he wouldn't merit these tunnels. So again, this is one of the pshatim that Rashi brings. Rashi's bringing for a midrash, but uh, this is the same idea. Chazal said it is not it is not a great idea to be buried in chutzlarts. Yes, people in chutzlarts do get Chesemason, but A, they have to suffer through these. Uh, the rolling through these tunnels, and B, not everyone is Zelka to that. It's apparently an extra hurdle. You have to you, you, have, you have to meet to be Zelka to mechilas, and therefore, therefore they uh, therefore they wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. The the rabbah, the midrash rabbah, Nair which is a is quoting, the, the midrash brings various reasons for why Yaakov wanted to be buried in Eretz Canaan. Presumably Yosef the same thing. First reason is the kinim, miraculous betel Gufi, Second reason is, you don't want to be made in a vodah the, the, the Midrash brings various drashas, that the same way Hashem punishes the idolaters themselves, he punishes those who are worshipped as well. So that you can't just say, they're the ones doing the vodah I'm just, uh, it, uh, I'm not the one doing it. No, you get punished as well. If people worship you, you get punished. The Fetar asks why he didn't just say he's worried about Lufnaivir by causing people to sin, why is he worried about the punishment of being worshipped? Okay, that's what the Midrash says, that he brings various examples Different psukim in Tanakh that people who are worshipped they get punished as well for the abodizara being done. Yeah, so, the, so the, right. So so the, the example the, the examples of the psukim right were people who were alive. What it says, Daniel when Daniel when Daniel interpreted the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar. It, uh, it says it says it says Nebuchadnezzar down to Daniel, but Daniel refused he refused to be worshipped because Daniel was alive, right, it says on the, the flip side of that is Hiram the Navi admonishes Hiram that he was uh, haughty you said you're God then the puzzle goes on, are you wiser than, than, than Daniel, are you wiser than Daniel that Nebuchadnezzar the, the, the Midrash says Nebuchadnezzar tried to worship Daniel Daniel was smart enough to say no thank you don't want this. If you you think that it's so good to be worshipped? You're going to be punished. You're going to have uh, you're going to be punished severely. Yeah, they were both alive. The question is, it, it, the, the the midrash is indicating that Yaakov was worried he would be punished for being worshipped after he was dead. That that right. That's an interesting point. Right. The 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 Gemara doesn't midrash doesn't make that distinction. Yeah, But the yeah that, that that's a good point. So it brings the kinim pshat. It brings the pshat of being worshipped. It brings the. It goes on. It says that the it discusses the idea of tchiasa mason happening, to, of of tchiasa mason occurring occurring in chutzlarts. It says that the the, the 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 midrash goes on and it says I don't know if it brings the mechilos itself, but it brings similar ideas. It says Lama toven and kuras Why did our patriarchs all demand and 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 why was it beloved to them to be buried in eretz yisrael? So. So it's Lama Abbas, Mechavan, Kurz, Eretz may say Eretz Israel, Chayim, Thila, They come back to life earlier, they enjoy more of Yemosa Mashiach, V'ochlan, V'ochlan, Shnost Mashiach. And the, on the flip side is Ruchanat, Ruchanina Amar, Misham Esch, Bechutzlar, V'nikbar Sham, Shdemi Sosiech, Beyado, it's like he died twice. Rafikok Yaakov said, I want to be buried, not in Mitzrayim, but in Eretz Kanat. This is the reason that the the Rev Simon says, yeah, they're in mechilos. He does say mechilos. What happened to those tzaddikim? Not everyone got to be buried near Israel. Many tzaddikim go to the cemeteries in Poland, and Lithuania, Svardic countries. Many tzaddikim are buried in chutzlarts. What does the Kosh Baruch do? He makes mechilos. And he, uh, he, they, they, he makes mechilos again. And the, the Gemara said that mechilos are not so desirable. There's sara involved. And the, not everyone gets the mechilos. So, okay. So the Midrash brings all these various reasons. The Midrash brings a, another reason, a curious reason. It says that Yaakov is compared to a sheep. It says that the Yaakov is compared to a sheep. The pasuk says, "Se'p Pizura Yisrael, Pasuk in It's Mitzrayim is compared to a chamar, Asher besar Hamar and It says, Petra, Chamar, Tifta, baset, You redeem the chamar, the mitzvah, Pidion, Petra, pet, Chamar. You redeem a chamar with a sheep. Yaakov said, I don't want to be used as the pidion from Mitzrayim. What that means, why he was worried about that, what the consequences would have been to be a pidion for Mitzrayim, I don't know. Curious reason, Rashi left that one out. Okay. So these are various reasons we find in Chazal. Some of them some of the some of them were Yaakov's reasons were objections specifically to Mitzrayim, the kinim, and the the bags reason, this Toeva over there, and the and the what is reason, right? And some of the reasons were positive reasons for Eretz Yisrael, because the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, the kapara Savonos, the fact that he'd be buried where his descendants would be. We find all these reasons. Now Chazal in general were quite favorable to the idea. Generally speaking, of being buried in Eretz Israel. the way the Rambam summarizes the sheet of Chazal, the Rambam writes in the, in the Yad, he says, anyone who lives in Eretz Yisrael gets kapara sevonus, sevonus of mechulin. That's when you're alive. V'chein hakoverbo. Anyone buried there in Nis-kaperlo, He brings the drasha mizmachadam, chiperad Amo, He brings that uh, he doesn't bring the Miz mizmachadam, but he brings the chiperad Amo, Similar to what the Gemara says. The flip side is Puranas, Someone who's someone who's uh, has a misfortune aladama tmei atumus to die in the die to die in a, in, a, in a in an impure land is piranus. is bad. So it's good to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. It provides kaparos It's bad to be buried in Chutzlartz. However, the Rambam says even though it's good to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, he brings the language of, of the Gemara of Ravana, Kalata Just because you can be buried in Eretz it's good, but it's not the same thing as being buried as being living in Eretz Yisrael. Don't think you can you can be yotzei by just being buried there. But afel the Rambam writes, even though even though it's not even though burial in Eretz Yisrael is not the same thing as living there, it's still a great thing. Gedolei chachamim the great chachamim. Would Lasham? They would transport their their dead themselves, or the other dead they were responsible for to Eretz Yisrael. Sayulamad Rambam says, but we, we have the greatest precedent we can imagine: Yaakov and Yosef. In this parasha, both of them asked. The Rambam obviously is understanding the primary concern of theirs was to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, not just to leave Egypt, but to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. And we learn from them that it's a great thing, and that's what the Gedolei did, as per the Gemara of Ula and so on. The Gidale Chachaman would be buried in Eretz Israel. It is a good thing, and that is the opinion generally of Chazal and most postkim. There is, however, a conflicting opinion as well. This opinion appears in the Yushalmi and in the Zohar. The Yushalmi says, Talmud Yushalmi, in Kelayim, it says, Rabbi Kiria, Rabbi Barkiria, and Rabbi Elazar were once walking and they saw coffins that were being brought from Chutzlar to Eretz Israel. So, Rabbi Barkiria told Rabbi Elazar, What's the point? What do they think they're accomplishing? I say about them, not only is it pointless, it's bad, apparently. He said, I say about them, You have, that you, you, you consider my, my nachla an abomination during your life, and you come there and you're it. meaning, I guess, you didn't you didn't move there when you were alive, and you come there and you defile it when you're dead, you bring your dead there, it's not respectful to Eretz Israel, it's, it's a slap in the face to Eretz Israel. it's actually bad, he said, to, to, to bring your coffin, to have your coffin brought to Eretz Israel after you're dead, it's pointless, and it's even bad. Only because that they had not lived there. That's what it sounds like, yeah. That's what it sounds like, right. So, however... Um, Rabbi Lazar responded to him, no. He says, when they get to Eretz Yisrael, we take a gush offer. they take a clump of earth, and they put it on the aron. The 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 adam kapara. He said, no, not clear what, what the answer is exactly, but he said, no, it's when they put a clump of earth, then it's okay. The, the Arzarua, the Arzarua, Rabbi Yitzchak of Vienna, brings a minhag, which is still practiced today, that, the, that, they, that we put earth from Eretz Yisrael in a kever, we put it on the mace. We still do that today. People die in chutzlarts. We, we 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 put offer yisrael on the on the mace. Says Lardziruah, the makar is this Yerushalmi that they used to put a gush offer on those who died in chutzlarts. Tanhuma, he says also. I, I don't think we have it in Arutz but I couldn't find it. However, Lardziruah points out that that's not what you see. You see in the Yerushalmi that those who are buried in Eretz Yisrael, even if they died in chutzlarts, when they carry the urn to Eretz Yisrael and they bury the earth in Eretz Yisrael, they put a gush of Eretz Yisrael on top of it. It doesn't say that if you bury somebody in Chutzlaerts, you gain anything by putting a clump of earth of Eretz Yisrael on top. Why do they bother with earth? The whole thing would be inside the earth. Right. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I was bothered by that as well. What was your brother saying? When the coffin comes to Eretz Yisrael, they put a clump of earth of Eretz Yisrael. Yes, I don't know if that's just a way of saying they put lots of earth and many clumps. I'm not sure. But the Arzura says that some, some apparently understood that that means even when you bury in Chutzlaerts, there's some um, advantage to putting a little bit of earth from Eretz Yisrael, which is our custom today. That doesn't make sense why they would do that, but it doesn't seem to be what the Ushalmi is describing. Right, what the Yushalmi is describing is a little hard to understand. So it's a little puzzling what exactly the Yushalmi means and whether it is or is not a precedent for what we do. Nevertheless, this minug is brought by the Ramah. We do this today. We do put earth from Eretz Yisrael on, 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 on someone who dies in Chutzlar. and the makar is this Yushalmi. But Al-Kalpan at the beginning of the Ushalmi says that Rabbi Barkiria, he was opposed to this. He thought it was... Mahoilu, it doesn't accomplish anything, and it's, uh, it's like you're defiling Eretz Israel. It says, uh, You're coming and you're defiling my land when you die. Zohar as well. The Zohar is very upset about people who have their remains brought to Eretz Israel if they didn't live there. It says, One who dies in another land, not Eretz Israel. Gufa delay It'sha, but his body is buried in the Holy Land. Olaf Ksiv Alexiv Ale Ksiv that Posuk in Yermia Vatavo Vatatamu is Artivaklassi Santum Lusaveva. That Pasuk that it's uh that that, that it's, uh it's a bad thing to, t- to have to have your body brought to Erjisrel. That, that 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 it's uh that 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 it's a bad thing to do that the Zohar is opposed to it. The Zohar says, "What about Yaakov? Yaakov asked for this. If it was so bad, how could Yaakov do it?" Yaakov al Marik vertane b'kvorasim nishmasi He died outside Eretz Yisrael. shani Yaakov was different because the shchina was connected to him. The Zohar gives an explanation for why Yaakov was different, but in general, the Zohar implies it is wrong, similar to the Rebbe Barkiri and the Ushalmi, It is wrong for someone who dies in Chutzlartz to be brought to Eretz Israel after he dies. So somebody lived in Eretz Israel for all his life for a while, and then they, for like in the last year, they went on vacation. Right. So, so the, the question is, according died according died to in South Africa, <laughs> right? Came and back to so, so the question is, according to this, uh, the position of uh, of Rabbi Barkeria and the position of the Zohar, that it's wrong if someone dies in Chutzlar to be, to go to Eretz Israel. Is that only someone who lives his whole life in Chutzlar, or Does that apply even to someone? who valued Eretz Yisrael and lived there most of his life, but happened to die. Maybe he went to a hospital in, in the U.S. And, and died, or he went on vacation to Rukhasana and died. Is, is, that, is, he, is, he, is he included in this? I don't know. It's a good question. but is the, the somebody uh, lived his become terminally uh, ill, he knows he's one week left to live, in right. so, so That's a good question as well, the reverse case. Of, if, 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 if you follow this of this opinion of, of, of Rabbi Barkeria and the Zohar, that it's wrong to have your remains brought to Israel after a, after death. What if a person deliberately chooses to move there at, when he knows he's he 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 will probably die soon. He's ill. He's 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 old. He, 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 that many people move to Israel toward the end of their life, partly because they want to they want to die there and be buried there. Is that also included in the zohar or not? Also a good question. I don't know. I, I assume people discuss this. I I, I did not I, I did not focus on that on that on that. On the, I did not get into that question. But yeah. Anyway, but. Beyond those, the, those two interesting questions, does it depend on where you actually die or where you spend most of your life? In both directions. Beyond this, the, the point is the the, the pashtus is that this opinion of the of, of the ushalmi, the first, or the opinion of Rabbi Bar which was apparently rejected by Rabbi Elazar, and the we, we have the same locus in the in, in the Brachus Rabbah. Rabbah. also brought these two opinions of Rebbe and Rabbi Eleazar in the in the, in the Rabbah. The, despite the existence of these opinions, we don't seem to pass like this. We mentioned already, the Rambam says that Gedolay would, HaChemim uh, would take their, their mason there. We learn from Yaakov and Yosef. The Rambam does not say this is a, a special case of Yaakov because of Shchina was with him. Rambam seems to imply this is a generally good thing for people to do. And most posthum have accepted that this is a good thing. There were some... I, I didn't have a chance to look it up. The Sappir Rebbe. There, there were some who had who, who apparently did go with, with this with the Zohar and the and the Yushalmi, But in general, the, in general, most posts can understand that the Iker is like, lo, like 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 the Shittas that we saw, like, like most Shittas, that it's a great thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, even if someone did not live there. The Arzarua we mentioned earlier. The Arzerua, The Arzarua says there's a halacha that in general we don't move a mace out of the city that he died. Assuming the city has a, a cemetery, we don't move to another city. That's only, he says, within Chutzlars. But to go to Eretz Yisrael, we do do that, even if there is a local cemetery. Because Rav Anand said, anyone buried in Eretz Yisrael is, is like being buried under the Mizbech. That's such a great thing. So even though normally we don't move a mace without a good reason, this is a good reason. To be buried in Eretz Yisrael is a good thing. And it justifies moving the mace, even though we have a cemetery locally. And he says it's a great thing, because the Mucha, all those Gemaras, that you say from the Tsar of Gilgal Mechilas, from rolling in the tunnels... We find, like the Rambam said, that Morayim would, would, would carry their aronim to Eretz Yisrael. Dar like the Rambam, understands that the Iker, the Iker opinion of Chazal, is that it's a good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. The people did it, Chachamim did it, Ad Kach, it, it justifies moving a mace, even when there's a local cemetery, which we normally don't do. So Dar like the Rambam says, that he, he doesn't even mention this other sheita, of the, of the Ushalmi of the Zohar. He says, it is a good thing to bury buried Israel, That was the minag of the that, And that's a good thing for anyone who wants to do it. And yes, not like that opinion of the Zohar and, and, and the Yerushalmi. Ramban as well. The Ramban says in Taras Adam. the Ramban's Taras Adam is one of the classic sources of halacha, of burial. Much of the tour in Hilchas Havelas is based on the Taras Adam. Much of the Shulchan Aruch following the tour is based on Taras Adam. So the Ramban says in Taras Adam in a ruling which is... Codified by the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch, he says, Arzuru was talking about moving a mace before we bury him. There's a local cemetery, we can choose to move the, move the body somewhere else for burial. Ramban is talking about exhuming a mace, disinterring a mace, after he's already buried. Ramban says, is a mace. you're not allowed to move a mace once he's been buried. He says, even if it's a more covered kever, a kever that's more machubad, not a good justification. Once he's buried, he should stay where he is. However, for kapara, he says, if for a kapara for the mace, or for his kavod, kapara, he says, means to go to Eretz Yisrael, to Yerushalayim. There's a discussion in the postkin whether going to Yerushalayim itself, as opposed to Eretz Yisrael in general, is also part of this great milo or not. Ramban seems to say that it is, Eretz Yisrael and to Yerushalayim specifically. Says the Ramban, that's kapara shalom, to get the kapara of the Baso Amo, or to bury him in an ancestral area. Eitz is considered his kavod. Ordinary kavod, a nicer cemetery, doesn't count, The Ramban says, but... For these two reasons, to give him the the kapara of Eretz Yisrael, the keeper of Maso Amo, or or for the to, to go with his family, that's a hater. You can move him, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch paskins aim a mace We don't normally move a mace out of his kever once he's been buried there. He stays there. However, the Shulchan Aruch says the cover of Eretz Yisrael Again, like the Rambam, like the Arzarua, it is a good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, even if you died in Chutzlarts. It's, a, it's, it's such a good thing that it even overrides the. normally we have a fairly strict rule that we don't disinter him, but apparently it's such a good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael that we, we can move a mace even after he's been buried in Chutzlitz. And that's certainly the Pashtus of the Gemaris, but putting aside this one opinion, the, these, these minority opinions of the Yushalmi and the Zohar, the, the Pashtus of the, of the Poskim follows the Bavli, follows the, 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 the preponderance of the opinions of Chazal, that it is actually a good thing to, it's a good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, such a good thing that it even provides justification for doing certain things that we wouldn't do otherwise. In the 16th century, around the time of the Shulchan Aruch, or a little bit earlier, there was an interesting question that arose. It was discussed by two of the Gedolim of that time, this is before the Beis Yosef, two of the great Gedolim of Eretz Yisrael, Rab Yaakov Bey Rav, a, a teacher of the Beis Yosef, and Levi ibn Chavib, the al-Bach, a great uh, rival, a colleague, a contemporary, and rival of the al-Bach. Of the Marie Rav, they were both asked about a case. They were both asked about a case that the that the a certain person, a Talmud Chacham, a Merabanan, he died in Chutzlartz, he did not give instructions to carry his body to Eretz Yisrael. It sounds a little bit from the Chuvus that it was common that people did that, that people who knew who cared about Torah and Mitzvahs It sounds like it was somewhat common people did give such instructions. The the bach and the Marie al both note that the absence of these instructions is striking, as if we would have expected him to give those instructions, and he didn't. But the, he didn't. Before he died, he did not ask that, his, that he'd be buried in Eretz Yisrael. He, he, he didn't, it's not clear if he actually said, no, I don't want to be, or not, but, but the the, the bach discusses that. But he certainly didn't say that he wants to. And the question arose, should we take him to Eretz Yisrael or not? Should we assume that if he didn't ask for it, he doesn't approve of it for some reason? And if he doesn't approve of it, we shouldn't do it. Or should we say no? Al Allah, it's a good thing to do, and we should carry him there anyway. So the Meribay Rav said, he said, if you're going to tell me the argument that he didn't ask for it, we should assume he doesn't, he doesn't want it. There's no proof, he said. Uh, the, maybe he died suddenly. He didn't have a chance to, to express his, uh, his, his last will and testament. The Maral gets into all kinds of details about did he die suddenly or not, and so on. Can we infer anything from his? The merl is much longer... Can we infer anything from his failure to uh, to order this or not? But the Mari Beirav just says the fact that he didn't ask for it, that it doesn't prove anything. That he may just not have had a chance to ask for it. However, the Meri Beirav says, what about the Zohar? The Zohar says that people who die in Chutz Laret and are buried in Eretz Yisrael are in violation of the Pasuk. but batatamu es Artzi. The Zohar says it's not good to be buried in Eretz Yisrael if you die in Chutz Laret. It's not appropriate. It says the Meri Beirav that... Uh, that might be the opinion of the Zohar But the fact is, he says Ruv and Dalma, most people want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael Most Chacham and Tzadikim, most people in the world in general Misave, they desire that their remains be carried to Eretz Yisrael Anan Sade, we are convinced that that of Merabon Also would prefer this, he says that, uh, that, that, that he would prefer it Why didn't he ask for it? Maybe because he died, he was very ill at the end of his life, or because he didn't, or because and he didn't have a chance to ask for it, or because he didn't want to be a burden in a position. On his, uh, they didn't have uh, airplanes then. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, I guess, a major endeavor to carry the transport remains to Eretz Yisrael. He didn't want to bother his kids, but he certainly would want it. So, if they want to do it, good for them. He says there was a certain prominent figure, his manhã Hanazir, Reb Yitzchak Sholozel. When I, when the when I was in Mitzrayim, we, we debated this question. He says. Because uh, there was a certain Chachem, he said, who didn't want to be, who, who didn't, who didn't ask to be buried in Israel. Again, apparently, it was common, but uh, he didn't ask for it. So He says he, he debated this. He says he mentions two people: the Nazir Rabbi Yitzchak Sholal and someone called Rabbi Nassen Sholal. I'm not sure who died here or who he was talking to, but he says that the that uh, right apparently this, this Rabbi Nassen Sholal didn't, who died, didn't ask to be buried in Israel. So he and Rabbi Yitzchak Sholal maybe a relative. We debated this question, should we move someone to Eretz Yisrael if he died in Mitzrayim and didn't ask to bury Eretz Yisrael? Our conclusion was, he says, that we should bring him because it's a good thing to do, it's in his best interest. Therefore, he says, uh, his conclusion is, despite the fact that the czar says it's a bad thing, but the general, the gener- most people would prefer it, he says. He doesn't discuss whether we possibly like the czar or not, whether people just want to do things against the czar, presumably he means, because most of Chazal, the Bavli, and other sources are against the czar most people want it, he says, and therefore the Meribay Mar- the Mar- Rav, in a relatively brief tshuva, he says most people do want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, the words of the Tsar notwithstanding, and therefore he, re- he says that if, the person, that if the person didn't explicitly, at least in his, he's assuming he didn't explicitly ask not to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, even if he didn't say that he does want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, if he didn't express an opinion one way or another, Marie Rav says it is generally assumed to be in the interest of the nifter, most people want this, he says, certainly most Chachamim want this, and Tzadikim, and therefore, we should, we can, and should, should bury him in Eretz Yisrael. Same question came to the Marlbach. Bach. So the, the Marlbach Bach approaches the question from a few different perspectives. He says, he says that the, in general, he says that you're arguing the fact that he didn't say anything about it during his life. Well, that may not prove anything. He says, what if he did say? What if in his life he made it clear? he does not approve of carrying Mesim to Eretz Yisrael. He thinks that it's not appropriate. He, he gave a share, he, he expressed his shita. He wasn't thinking about himself, but he said, I don't think it's right to bring Mesim to Eretz Yisrael. Maybe because he held like the ushalmi, like that Zohar, he held like that shita, that it's v'tevo tamu es v'te he says. Maybe he felt that it was the, the wrong thing to do. So we know he didn't approve of it, and, and we know the are in Chazal that, that didn't approve of it as well, but the tamu es So So what, what do we do for such a person? So the Marlbach says there is a Gemara. The Gemara says in certain cases where there were certain Amoraim who had certain opinions about the way we, should, uh, the way we honor a mace, that even if, even if the halacha is not like them, we don't do the things that they would have disapproved of. If, if they disapproved of certain practices, we don't do it when they die, even if the halacha says these practices are, are correct. But, but we don't do for someone something that he himself didn't approve of. We respect, we respect him enough that if he thought we should not do this, we will not do it. So the al-Bach spends a lot of time on this question. Maybe he says, even if the halacha follows the opinion that it's good to give to be buried in Eretz Israel, but if we know this Talmud khakam didn't approve it, he, he felt the halacha was like the Zohar, he agreed with the Zohar, so maybe we shouldn't move into Eretz Israel because he himself didn't approve of it. Says the that that is not correct. He says, in the time of the Gemara, there were great Chachamim like Rafuna. They, they were able to have opinions, to, to, to pick and choose among the opinions of earlier Chachamim, of Tanaim, They could decide that. I don't hold like this, then, then we respect their shita enough to say, so then we're, we're not going to do for them something that they, that they didn't approve of. However, he says, in our generation, he says, he says, he says the, if the halacha is clear one way, if all the posts can say the halacha is like a certain, a certain way, he says, yeah, there is a, there is a shita in the Ushami that's different, but nobody passing like that. He says, everyone rejects that shita. So, even though it's not as good to be buried there as to, as to, as to, as to live there, but still, it, 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 it is a positive thing. So it certainly is, as he says, no Chacham in our generation could say, I follow the sheets of Red bar and the Ushami, We're simply not on that Madrega. Rafuna, Rafuna was, was an Amara. He was able to say, I follow a minority opinion. I follow an opinion that's not accepted La Halacha, and we have to respect that. Bizman Zeh, he says, in his time in the 16th century, nobody has that stature, nobody has that authority. And therefore, even if this Talmud Chacham, we know that he expressed disapproval of the practice during his life, we simply ignore that. It's not La Halacha. And we, don't, we ignore his opinion, we say that it is, the halacha is that it's a good thing to do, and we do it despite the fact that he disapproved of the practice. However, the Marlbach qualifies that he says that's only if he disapproved of the practice, but he didn't explicitly tell us not to do it to him. Once he told us, don't bury me in Eretz Yisrael, that we have to respect. We don't, we don't necessarily, we don't care if he in general expressed disapproval of the practice, but if he said specifically about himself, don't carry me to Eretz Yisrael after I die, then he says, ultimately it's his choice. If he doesn't want kapara, he has the right to do that. So he brings an analogy to that from the Gemara. If someone says, I don't want a certain kapara, we don't do it to him against his will, it won't even work, he says. "If Once once he rejects that kapara, it won't even be a kapara for him. We'll just be moving the mace for no reason, he says. So therefore he says, um, therefore he says, if, that, the, that in the case where he just says, I don't approve of it, even if that might indicate he doesn't believe in the kapara, he says, ne- nevertheless, if he didn't say, Beferish, don't do it to me, then he says, I, I think we should bury him in Eretz Yisrael. Even though he disapproved of it, but if he didn't say, don't bury me, then we will carry him to Eretz However, However, he says, the, 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 if he actually explicitly says, don't, uh, don't, don't bury me, don't bury me, that we have to respect, that we're, that we're going to respect, but if he just said, I don't approve of the practice, certainly if he was silent and didn't say anything, he, he basically agrees to the Marie Be'i that we will, it is considered La again, the Zohar, the Ushalmi is not La Halacha, the Ikar is, and most people want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, even if this person maybe, maybe did not, as long as he didn't explicitly tell us not to, both the Marie Be'i and the Mar bach says it is La Halacha considered a good thing, and therefore we will bury him, in, we, we should bury him in Eretz Yisrael, Marl Bachan, If he explicitly said he did that not to do it to him, that we respect. Maybe Barab didn't discuss that, maybe he agrees to that. I'll call upon him, as we said, that is the mainstream opinion of most poskim, the Sheet of the Zohar and one Sheet in the Yushalmi, notwithstanding. Artipe Pesach Frank, in the mid-20th century, jumping forward, jumping forward uh, 400 years, he said, he was asked about the Rebbe of Karlin. He died in America, and they were planning on bringing him to Eretz Yisrael. He says, some people said, we shouldn't, we, we should bury him where he died. They, they asked the Refti of Frank, what should we do? Should, should we bury him in, uh, in America, or should we bring him to Eretz Says the Right. you even allowed a distant as we said from the Ramban, the Torah, the Shulchan Archi, you're allowed to even distant to move him to Eretz Yisrael. That's even if he was buried. And uh, therefore, he says, we know that the Rebbe of Karlin, he, he longed his whole life to live in Yerushalayim, and certainly he would, he would he would prefer to be buried in Yerushalayim. Therefore, it's a mitzvah to bring him and bury him in Eretz Yisrael. Anyone who's ma'akev should uh, should 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 uh, have second thoughts about that. They're, they're causing tsar to this to, to this great tzaddik. Therefore, it's an open and shut case. We know he wanted it. The halacha you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to to, to move him to Eretz Yisrael. There's no question. He says uh, again, we don't go with this about the Talmud, the the Zohar. It's not the It's not the halacha. The ikar is, it's a good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, certainly if we know he wanted it, it's mutter, and we absolutely should bury him. It's a mitzvah to bring him to Eretz Yisrael. He actually says, contrary to the Zohar, that this is, uh, that this is a bizarre for Eretz Yisrael, he says, He actually feels it's a covet for Eretz Yisrael, it sounds like he's saying to bury a great tzaddik there, and uh, some, someone will be blessed if he does that. Rav Yosif Henkin, mid-20th century America, was actually somewhat ambivalent. Unlike all these sources we've cited until now, all these post the Marie Rav and the Maral Frank and the Rambam, Rabbi Yosef Elio Henkin was actually not, was very ambivalent about burial in Eretz Yisrael. He says, he was concerned primarily that he thought it was a fad and he thought it was uh, wasting a lot of money. He says, first of all, people make all kinds of fancy, expensive matzevas. He says, all this is against the Khan of Rame It's a tremendous burden on the relatives. The Gemara relates, as I recall, that they used to bury people in very fancy tachrichim. People sometimes think that it, somehow it's a fundamental Jewish idea to bury people in very simple tachrichim. That the goyim have fancy caskets and elaborate, expensive things, mausoleums, and we we believe in simplicity. It's not entirely true. If I recall correctly, the Gemara says that they used to bury people in very fancy tachrichim. They cost a fortune, literally. It got it got so extreme that people couldn't afford it, and relatives would sometimes abandon their dead because they could they would be bankrupted by the funerary expenses. Rabbi Gamliel saw that was intolerable, so he made a takana that we should only use simple, cheap takrichim. He did it for himself, even though he was the Nasi and he was rich, he could have afforded a lot more. He made a sumptuary law and he, and he led by example that he buried himself in a very had himself buried in a very in very simple Takrichim. So it's true that we do have a long standing takanah to use very simple Takrichim. Not necessarily, because in principle we don't believe that they'd be covered on mace by using more expensive ones. Rebbe Gamliel was not to do that because it was it got out of hand and it was uh, it was becoming overwhelming. I'll call upon him. That's the minog. That's the takana. from the time of Rebbe Gamliel. The minog is that we bury in very simple takrichim, simple coffin, simple takrichim. Says of Henkin, people are starting to spend a lot of money on matzevas and so on, and now they've added the custom to go to Eretz Yisrael to bring the body to Eretz Yisrael, even if we say that there's ezer a- even Rafenkin is keilu, is, 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 he's not sure it's even a hedr. We saw the Rambam, we saw the, we saw the Shulchan Aruch, and the, the Arzarua, and the Ramban, and the, the Maribe Rav, and the Ramal Bach. All say it's a good thing, people want it. Even if we'll say it's a Rav Rafenkin says. But even for other mitzvahs, like building expensive shuls, Chazal were very critical. They said, Aren't there people who study Torah can use the money? There's a the famous story of the Ushalmi. It says that two Chachamim were walking, and one of them saw very expensive shuls that were built, built by his ancestors, and he said, admiringly, look how much money my ancestors invested in building beautiful shuls. And the other one responded, that's not a good thing, that's a bad thing. Look how much money your ancestors threw away, he says. Couldn't they have used the money to support people who are sick, and tell me the Chachamim who poor, and need help to study Torah? The money could have been much better spent... Uh, the, 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 today they call this the edifice complex. People who are donate a lot of money, but they like spending on buildings instead of, which, which they feel is more uh, glory to them, or more uh, it, it pleases them, rather than things that you know, the, the, the money's actually more it could be more could be more useful. That's what the Ushami says. Even though building a shul is certainly a mitzvah, but spending a lot of money where the money could be spent could be spent more appropriately on supporting Torah, is a uh, is is unfortunate. Says Rav Hankin here also, maybe there's some hidden being buried in Israel, but all the money that costs could be spent doing uh, more important mitzvahs, he says. That applies even to the rich who can afford it. The money should still be spent doing other things. Certainly those from the and those who have limited funds and who says we can spend <laughs> hektish money on this, money of Tzedakah, money of mo- Tzibar money on this, he says. Maybe Gidoli Adar, it covered Atara, and it causes Harbatas Satara to be buried in Israel like that, he says, Yeishladun bazet but others, he says, it's inappropriate to spend a lot of money to bury in Eretz Yisrael. He says, those, those who uh, didn't desire it while they were alive, he brings the Midrash, and the gaonim debate of this, he said, again, the consensus seems to be pretty solid that it is a mitzvah. Again, he says, those who didn't desire it while they were alive. Again, the, 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 many say most people want to be buried there even if they couldn't live there. But Reb says it's not even clear that it's such a mitzvah. The bottom line is, he says, someone who has money, or who has a lot of money of his own, or inherited money, if you want to keep hold on to your money and not waste it, he says, don't just swim with the current, don't follow the feds, don't fritter away your money on, on sticks and stones, he says, on trips, he says, support Lom tara, support Tzedakah, he says, in general, don't waste money on, 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 on being transported to Eretz Yisrael. That's a general question. You can, you, can, you, can always, you can always spend all your money on the most important mitzvah, like Supporting Torah, not spend, but you can buy a $20 Esrug and give every last spare dollar you have to Tzedakah. Most of us, though, we do spend some money on a nicer shul, maybe not a palace, but we spend some money making the shul a little bit nicer than the bare minimum. the question is, where do you draw the line? So you have to figure out how much money does it cost. I don't know how much it cost in Rav Henkin's day. I don't know how much it costs today. You have to figure out how much money does it cost to transport a mace to Eretz yisrael. How much money do you have? What other causes uh, are in acute need of money? I'll call upon him in his time this is Tufshin Haftalad in, in uh, 1964. Rav thought that this was a misplaced priority. Maybe, he says, he, he doesn't even want to admit that it's a clear, clear hiddur. Maybe it's a hiddur, he says, but wasting money on it is not appropriate. Even if you have the money, certainly if you don't, the money should be better spent on other things. Rav did not really approve. Shuvah of Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha was asked about Moses Montefiore. There, there was a proposal, apparently he had been buried in Chutzlar. There was a proposal to move his remains and the remains of his wife to, to move them from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. Says Ramosha Osser. Can't do that. Right. Even though he says that, the, that, that, that there is, he says the, we do, we, as we said before, the Shulchan like they like the Ramban, there is a heter to disinter a mace to move him to Eretz Yisrael. So if they want to move Montefiore and Mrs. Montefiore to Eretz Yisrael, wouldn't that be mutter according to the rules we've discussed? says, Ramosha, that's only for the children who are doing it genuinely for the best interest of their parents. However, others, he says, have no such hatter, even if their intentions are also altruistic for the benefit of the mace. He says, because it doesn't make any sense, he says. Why are you worried about this particular mace, not about all the other go'on, ayolim, tzaddikim, and kidoshim? I don't know the context of who wanted to move Montefiore and why. Ramosha seems to accuse them of some kind of agenda or some kind of... Ramosha says... If you're the child, okay, your focus is your parents. They're the most important people in the world to you. You want to move them, that makes sense. If you think it's in their best interest to be in Eretz Yisrael, good, so move them. That's Mutter. But if, you're, if they're not your parents, he says, who asked you to move those, the, these particular people as opposed to all the other Gedolim in Poland and Lithuania and in Germany who are buried there? You're not moving them. Why are you moving Mantafiur? You tell me because it's in his best interest? Move the Ramah, move the Shach, you know, move, 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 move everyone else, move the Chassam Sofer. You know, who's... Uh, you know why are you moving this particular person? He says they're greater than the Sarah and Ishto. They're Rabosenu Akadmonim, the, the Gone Ashkenaz, the gone Svar. He says why? He says if you leave all of them and you dafka, you dafka move, mantafior and his wife. He says that's a bizarion for the other hakamim. If you're a child, okay, it's not a bizarion. My father is the is, is the person I'm closest to. But if you're just moving arbitrary people and again you're ignoring all the Gedolei Olam, he says that uh, that's not appropriate. Furthermore, he says that Montefiore specifically asked to be buried in Chutzlar, he says, even though he knew about Eretz Yisrael, but he wanted to be buried in Chutzlar. He, he didn't even travel at the end of his life to Eretz Yisrael, he says, even though he was old, he didn't travel and stay in Eretz Yisrael. He, some people do that. They, they, toward the end of their lives, they spend, the, they spend the last two years of their lives in Eretz Yisrael, hoping to die and be buried there. He didn't do that. He he, he, lived, he stayed in Chutzlar. He did not make a point of traveling to Eretz Yisrael. So either explicitly or implicitly or both, he wanted to be buried in Chutzlar. So we, so we see that he had a, a, a strong reason to be buried in Chutzlar. He doesn't explain why. No. We have no rishus to violate his tzavah, for ofen, for I know even to bury them in Eretz Yisrael. So the basic idea that if a person has an explicit desire not to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, then we, don't, we, we, we honor that. That we saw on the Marl So that if a person explicitly says I don't want to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, we, then, then, we, then we honor that. Ramosha is saying, even if it's not an explicit uh, request, he sounds like he's saying... If he's, uh, if, if, if we see, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was explicit or not. First he says, sheik beru, biiro. Then he says, we see that, that he stayed in Chutzlartz. So Ramosha's is taking the basic position of the Marl Bach that if we know clearly that was his intention, then we have to respect that. On the, on the other hand, Ramosha also makes another point, that moving somebody can be a bizarion for those who you don't move. So Ramosha agrees that at least it's possible. Ulay Makum Loma he says, if it's... Uh, Maybe there's basis to say that if you want to move them to Eretz Yisrael, you can do that um, only for the kids, he says, etc., as we explained. So Moshe kind of acknowledges in principle and theory there might be a heter to move a parent to Eretz Yisrael, but it doesn't apply to moving arbitrary people, certainly certainly not if we, if we don't think they want it to be in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why, at least in the case of Montefiore, he felt it was usher, Moshe held it was usher to move them to Eretz Yisrael. So the bottom line is Yaakov Avinu, Yosef Avinu wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. There are various reasons for that. Some of, the, some of the reasons were specific objections to Mitzrayim. On the other hand, the simple reading, and according to some of the reasons offered by Chazal, is that it's is it because it actually is advantageous for a person to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, either because of the process of Thiyesimesim, or to or, or because or because of the, the Kapara, the Khipra and Masoamo. The Rambam says, we see from Khazal that the Chum used to do this, the Chum used to want to be buried. In, in Eretz Yisrael, we saw the Arzarua, the Ramban, the, the, the Torah, the Shulchan Aruch, all say that it's considered generally advantageous to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. You could even disinter a mace, you could even move a mace when there's a local cemetery because it's great to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. There is a dissenting view, one view in the Ushalmi and the Zohar disagree. In general, that view does not have so much traction, even Orif Hankin mentions it, but in general, that view does not have so much traction. Postcom in general takes for granted the Halacha is as in the Shulchan Aruch, as in the Rambam, that it's a mitzvah to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Certainly, if someone has not expressed an opinion, the in general think it is a good idea to, be buried, to bury them in Eretz Yisrael. Again, Rav Henkin was worried about the expense. Ramosha was worried. If we, the, the Ramosha, Ramosha and, and the Marl also really said, if we know the person specifically wanted to be in Chutzlaerts, if he told us he wants to be in Chutzlaerts, we honor that, although the Marl Bach said, if we just know he didn't approve of Eretz Yisrael in general, bearing Eretz Yisrael, that we don't honor. If we know he himself wanted to be in Chutz Lartz, that we'll respect. But in general, most post, again, there are some dissenting opinions that we didn't get into tonight, but the, in general, the, the, my reading of the basic sources I saw is that in general, most post think it is a very good thing to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. It's not the same thing as living in Eretz Yisrael, Eid but nevertheless, it was the minig of the Chachamim. It is recommended by the Rambam and it seems to be the default assumption of a number of Rishonim and Akronim.